Welcome to the EchoCast. I am Bon Diesel. This is a podcast about The Division, The Division 2, its community, news updates, speculation, and other games and topics as I see fit. This is episode 84, and we're going to call it Lowered Projections. You'll you'll hear why. Uh, So this would have been a State of the Game recap and thoughts. I will talk about that. Uh, We're going to talk about the Ubisoft earnings call, episode three thoughts, Call of Duty in the Outer Worlds reviews, uh, some listener questions, and personal and content updates. If you'd like to support the podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash theechocast. Thank you to Hassan, Darren, Tim, Ozzy, Mike, Joe, DJ, Christian, Iceman, and Justin for helping to support the show and my content. Okay, so typically I would do a state of the game recap now, but there was no state of the game. <laughs> so uh, there's no live tweet, uh, nothing to look at. Um, they did say they would be back, be back next week, though. Okay, so we're going to move straight to uh, Division 2 and gaming news in general. Um, the main topic I have here is the Ubisoft earnings call. So, yeah, if you pay attention to any uh, gaming news websites or anything like that, you'll know that <laughs> basically depending on whether or not a particular uh, organization or individual likes Division 2, you'll either uh, see something that said uh, Breakpoint is a disaster or Division and Breakpoint are a disaster. <clears throat> so what happened is there was an earnings call, if you don't know how this works, um, corporations do earnings calls for their investors uh, and they're uh, when they're a public company i believe it has to be public and the big announcement in ubisoft's earnings call for the 2019 to 2020 uh, fiscal year uh, their fiscal year goes from i believe the end of march to the beginning of april or the end of april to the beginning of march or something like that um, they lowered their projected earnings for this current year um, from 2.5 billion to 1.6. Um, now, <laughs> there's no love lost in a company making 1.6 billion dollars. Still, that's pretty good in my opinion. But uh, a uh, a lowering of expectation of, of 90 900 uh, million dollars is a big deal. And the the main reason that was given was basically poor financial and review um, performance by Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, and it did say that uh, under projected sales for Division 2. I'll talk more about that and give my and obviously somewhat biased take on it, but still think it's probably the, a better take than some I've seen. Um, I have talked a lot about how I think Breakpoint um, basically lost all of its Ghost Recon identity, um, even worse than Wildlands did. I didn't think it could get worse than Wildlands, and then, you know, here we are. Um, I I think most people, um, including me, you know, I don't see the point of it being compared to other to other games that do everything better. You know, it's the, the problem with Breakpoint was what was pointed out in this earnings call where I believe Yevis did, um, the CEO of the company, 
straight called it a disaster of a launch and of a game. Which, you know, the, the problem is with Breakpoint is it's, you know, Wildlands started and then Breakpoint kind of pushed further, um, trying to make Ghost Recon like an open world game, which was okay in Wildlands, but then they tried to make it an open world like Looter Shooter, which the problem with Breakpoint is that nothing it does, it does best. It's not the best shooter game. The, in my opinion, the gunplay is complete garbage. It's terrible. Um, the, the movement is bad of your character. It doesn't feel good. Uh, the, the loot system isn't the best. It's probably the worst loot system I've ever messed with in just being generic and you know boring. The AI is the worst AI I've fought against in years, in many years of gaming. Um, the story is just mediocre at best. The multiplayer, mediocre at best. So Breakpoint ended up being kind of this like most mediocre game ever made. And from this earnings call, we figured out and we, it seems obvious that they really expected Division 2 and Breakpoint to be the big sale pushers this year. And they, to the point where they predicted $2.5 billion in sales. And because Breakpoint has just been a hot mess and Division 2 didn't sell as well as Division 1, I'm assuming they had their projections for Division 2 the same as 1. That was probably a little hopeful considering the main audience for Division 2 were Division 1 fans and then maybe some more people, you know. It, um, it's definitely interesting and some of the ramifications um, have already been seen and seem pretty big. Um, they push back three big games, um, namely Watch Dogs Legion, um, the one where you're supposed, you're supposed to be able to recruit anyone that's in the game. Any civilian um, can be part of your crew. And um, it, it was referenced that they want to reevaluate what type of games they're going to be making and putting out that, that the track that they're on currently um, is, is not what they want. Um, my guess is that uh, is that they're basically going to redo Watch Dogs Legion in in a way. I suspect that they're um, you know they're just going to change things a lot. Um, what I think this means for Division Two is I, I think that they're going to basically just refocus what Year Two is going to look like. Um, I, I don't see Division Two and Breakpoint are in different spots because Division 2 released to critical acclaim. I mean, if you go look at its Metascore and stuff like that, I mean, it's in the 80s for all three platforms. It did a good job. It pleased the general player um, very well when the game came out. Now, the people who have stuck around, you know, depending on who you are, um, a lot of people aren't happy with what the DLC has looked like. Um, I think that's fair to a point. And in, in if anything, I think the, the, the division has just kind of stayed on course or like it's just barely kept its head kind of above water as a game, like quality wise. Um, but I think it started off in a good spot, you know, started off above water and has kind of treaded water ever since. The problem is, is that with games like this, especially when you're competing with Borderlands 3 coming out, with Destiny 2 having a bunch of content come out, the you know, Division 2 needs like a punch. Um, it needs the occasional DLC that comes out that says, hey, come play me. I'm the best thing to play right now. 
And the big problem with episode one and two has been that, you know, the expedition definitely wasn't that content and the Pentagon wasn't either. Now, um, the episode, the title update six part of episode two, which was all of the loot grinding and all that stuff, um, has definitely helped division two. But the problem is that that's more set division two up for the future. So they can add new content on top of what is a fun game to play. Um, that, that improved a lot with title update six, but still doesn't have that punch. Um, this earnings call and, and the mention of division two in it, I think it could be a good or a bad thing. Um, I, I will assume, um, it may stifle any potential future plans for more monetization in all Ubisoft games. I think the pushback on breakpoint, um, and it's kind of hilariously gross, um, monetization method. Uh, hopefully it was a, a clear sign to Ubisoft and what people are cool with and what they aren't. Um, before anyone gets all pissy, yeah, I know. You can play the whole game without it. It's not the fact that you can play the game without purchasing them. It's the fact that, like, it looks like as much time was spent on the monetization of this game as the rest of the game. Um, it's 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 insane how much they put in, um, especially right off the, right from launch. Uh, not even, they didn't even kind of pretend that they'd put it in later. The way that like Call of Duty has right now, you can buy one thing in Call of Duty at launch. So they're waiting for all the people to get their reviews out, and then they're going to put a bunch of more, much more crap in there. I, I still think that there's going to be a paid year two. Um, I, th I think they really need to knock episode three out of the park, and we'll talk about that uh, after the break. Um, and they really need to announce some huge things for year two for. Uh, a year or two, especially a paid year or two, to be successful, you know. Um, but I really, I just, I think that there has to be that that small concern that they're going to pull back support on all of the existing games, especially ones that underperformed. Obviously, Siege and stuff like that is going to get all of the attention it needs. But a Division 2, you know, may not. On the other hand, uh, it could. You know, it, it could, in fact, have them push harder. Um, and, and push the game to, to the point of, you know, having even better content than it was originally planned, you know. Uh, episode 1 and 2, I, I would say most people would agree were kind of a letdown. When it came to the actual content, the DLC that was put out expeditions and pentagon um to me it still seems pretty clear that the pentagon was supposed to be something more um I, I, you know episode three is something that will have already had been i mean i'm sure they've been working on it probably since before the game came out um episode one and two is probably the same way kind of um i still don't think that the whole outsourcing of such important content to lesser studios is a good idea um and that's not meant to be an insult to those studios but it seems like those studios might be really good for helping uh, create stuff and maybe not being in charge of creating stuff. Um, my fanboy opinion is that I suspect it'll lean towards the more positive side uh, in that there is a big player base available um, to receive this content, even if it's a lot of people who aren't currently playing. The thing is that like if the division one could be revived from the state that it was in which you know 
whether people want to agree or not, I, I think it's objective that the Division Two released and has remained in a state as good, if not better, than Division One ever was. Um, I would argue, especially with Title Update Six, that for most people, if you slap survival and or underground on Division Two, most people would agree it's a vastly superior game. Now, without those things, a lot of people are going to say, well, it doesn't have enough content, which is fine to a point, but I, I really don't think Division 2 has a content problem. I think it's just got a replayability problem. Um, and, and obviously, Title Update 2 helped that a lot. Uh, but, you know, content-wise, we need stuff, you know. The, the loot system can't fix everything, even though it, I think it fixed a lot. So I really think that, you know, Division 2 you know, can really can bounce back and even better than division one ever did. Um, especially for those like me who aren't really into games like destiny and stuff like that. So I think this earnings call was a big deal. Um, I personally hope it means that Ubisoft Paris never gets to touch ghost recon ever again. Um, this is a weird thing to say, but a part of me almost wishes that red storm would get ghost recon back. Um, even if it means that their role with division is different. Um, I, I would never want them to be off division entirely. I think that Terry and Keith and everyone over there do a great job, but I would just, I'd be really interested to see what that team could do with the ghost recon franchise at this point. Um, and then for division, I, I think that, I think for all of Ubisoft games in the future, it's a good thing. Uh, for a game like Division 2 that is meant to be supported for multiple years, um, I hope that, you know, even if it means that maybe some content is delayed at some point, I hope that it means that we, you know, we get better content. Uh, we don't get silly things like microtransactions for, you know, the sensationalists to focus on and complain about. But, um, but yeah, so, I don't know. It's interesting. I suggest if you want to know more about it, you go read. You can go to, you can type in. 2019 Ubisoft um, earnings call, and you can read the PDF, the, the press release they did, um, and it's pretty brutal. Um, I, I think the fact that a company like Ubisoft is willing to say like, hey, we did real bad, and we can't keep going like this. This, is, this isn't a, a path to success. Um, you know, you're not going to see that from any of the bigger, the, the big AAA companies. Uh, you're, you're not going to see it from EA. You're not going to see it um, you're, you're just not going to see it from people who have made the same mistakes or worse. So I applaud Ubisoft for this and I, um, I hope in the long run it, it works out. You know what else works out? About 30 second mid rolls. Okay. So, um, some community topics. Uh, my first thing is is going to be what will episode three of the division two be and what does it need to be? So I have kind of a few sections here I'll go through and then we can kind of talk about it. So what I don't think um, episode three of division two will be is I don't think it'll be underground. I don't think it'll be survival. I also don't think it's going to be two missions and some voice messages. Um, I, I, I know that I don't want that to sound sarcastic. I've, honestly enjoyed the missions that we've gotten since the game came out. Um, but like, especially episode two with episode one, it kind of seemed like, okay, the updates are going to be 
two new story missions and two new classified missions and then a mode and then a bunch of new like items and stuff. And even though the expedition wasn't really that fun, it was pretty mediocre at best, that still seemed cool. So when the Pentagon was about to come out, you know, I think everyone assumed we were getting two new missions, assumed we were getting two new classified missions. We knew we were getting a whole bunch of new guns and gear and the named gear and all that. Um, and I think everyone kind of assumed the Pentagon would also be some type of mode. Um, and then the, the, the dirty truth came out and we all realized it was not going to be that. It was going to be uh, the, the two new missions were also the mode. Um, again, that's why just this whole structure of everything really makes me, I genuinely believe um, that episode two was supposed to be two new missions plus some type of underground type mode, but it's not, and that's where we're at. So, so I think episode three may be, um, we do know that it takes place in Coney Island in Brooklyn. Um, that was revealed during an interview in Japan with Julian. Um, and we know that it involves hunting down Aaron Keener, but what that means exactly, we don't know yet. Um, I think we will essentially have some type of map expansion that will include Brooklyn and the Coney Island area. And there may be story missions there, but I think it's also going to be a hub for some type of new mode um, that I assume will have something to do with hunting down Keener. Um, I believe that this has probably been the main project for Massive besides, you know, the, the updates, the part of the updates that Massive has to do. Um, the thing that people need to realize is that, like, even Massive even deals with PvP. So they have all kinds of teams under Division 2 and... You know, they, they each have their responsibilities, and I assume day-to-day -day could be working on current content to fix it and could be working on future content that's coming in the future. Um, but I suspect that since it seems like other studios took care of Episode 1 and 2, at least the expansion and Pentagon, um, I have a feeling, or I, I at least really hope, that Massive is the one that's been on um, the New York City because... Um, considering what we've seen out of the first two DLCs, it kind of seems like this is the one that the, the, the big boys need to handle, the big boys and girls. So um, what, what I think it needs to be, um, I think it needs to be some type of content with a reason to play repeatedly and some type of system to change the experience, um, both on you know like a difficulty level and like an RNG. So... While I don't think this will be an underground mode, I do believe there's going to be some type of element um, to make you know, the new content replayable and um, that isn't just loot and grinding. That, that Hopefully there's some randomization or some, something that encourages people to come back um, more and more. So this is where I really jump into the weeds and say what I wish it was going to be. Um, so stay with me here, but... I wish episode three was actually a single player story focused mission that would be maybe three to five hours long. Um, it would involve us going back to NYC, investigating Keener's movements there and eventually facing off with him. The advantage of doing some type of single player mode would be that they could focus on story for once, um, tell extensive stories through gameplay and cutscenes, and even maybe involve some basic uh, player choice and input. Um, to make it worth people's time, they could still have some type of difficulty thing, um, maybe some you know kind of special loot that you can only only get there. You can even target certain types of loot specifically, 
and exclusive rewards. Um, I don't really expect this to happen. Um, I just, I've been saying for a while that I think there's a lot of really good story to tell with Division. And unfortunately, we've seen the first two games and with most of the other looter shooters, um, good story is hard to tell. And it basically comes down to cutscenes between missions. Um, and some are better than others. Uh, so I, I just have a feeling that this team has to have some type of itch to just tell us and show us a good story rather than have us rely on a bunch of pieced together information and stuff like that. But I really don't think this is going to happen. I'm excited for whatever we are actually going to get, uh, but a guy can dream. Okay, so uh, my quick Outer Worlds review. Uh, so I'll do pros, cons, and kind of some final thoughts. Uh, so the pros, I would say the story, companions, side content, and RPG elements. Um, I really enjoyed the story. It moved quickly if you wanted it to. Uh, the companions were a lot of fun. They had their own little side missions where you could kind of increase how well you got to know them and stuff like that. Um, just side content in general, the side missions were fun, and a lot of them had some kind of twist to them. Uh, and just the RPG elements, being able to, it, it felt old school. Um, even older than New Vegas, which is what most people know Obsidian for. Um, the cons, I would say length of story, lack of exploration, um, the bad gunplay, and fairly limited loot pool. Um, the story is fairly quick if you want it to be. Um, the exploration, it wasn't quite like Fallout, where in Fallout you can go around and find your own story, basically. Um, basically everywhere in the Outer Worlds can be... Uh, will will eventually have something to do with a side mission or something. So you may think you found something, but really you just got to a side mission early and didn't realize it. Uh, the gunplay is atrocious. If you played the old Fallout, the Fallout 3 in New Vegas, uh, Fallout 4, I thought actually had pretty good gunplay. I enjoyed it. Um, but this feels as, as bad as Fallout 3 ever did, if not worse. It's just, I mean, this game, like, I get that it's hard to do with these games, but they just, if they could just find some way to put, like, some really satisfying gunplay into this game. I mean, it would be like a game of the year contender, in my opinion. I don't think it is, but I think they're on the precipice. Uh, in, the, in the limited loot pool, I mean, I just felt like after, I, after I'd played for five or six hours, I had seen basically every variation, besides some special weapons you can find. Um, basically, you've seen everything that you get. And as the game goes on, you just get more powerful versions of those things. There's still a decent number of items to find and weapons and armor and stuff, but I just really felt like it could have still been a bit more varied. Um, my final thoughts on uh, the Outer Worlds was, I mean, it was an incredible experience. Uh, it made me really excited just for what I think the Xbox exclusives are going to bring with the next generation. And I really hope that um, Obsidian is already working on a Outer Worlds 2 um, it could easily further the story. I won't give any spoilers, but it definitely leaves it definitely leaves definitely leaves space um, to do more. Um, and it could even do a like a prequel. Um, again, I won't get into why, but um, if you have Game Pass on Xbox or on Xbox PC app, um, absolutely play this. Um, in general, is it worth sixty bucks? I would say most people can get 30 to 40 hours of playtime out of this and like enjoyable playtime. Um, if that's worth 60 bucks to you, then definitely. If not, wait for a sale. But I think everyone should play this 
if you are even remotely into the Fallout style games. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion. And then the Call of Duty Modern Warfare review. So the pros with that, um, fun story, classic feel in a good way. A multiplayer grind feels rewarding. Uh, and the gameplay and gunplay is just really tight. It feels really good. Um, the, the story I really enjoyed. It was definitely a Call of Duty story, but definitely more grounded in reality. And um, it had a good feel to it. Um, you know, had its appropriate twists and surprises. Uh, the classic feel, it just, this is the most fun I think I've had playing a game um, since I Call of Duty 4, uh, Modern Warfare, back then. Uh, it was just, it's just, it feels good. It's a game that you play and you can tell that there's just, people who made this game played it a lot. Uh, the multiplayer grind, there's so many different things to work towards and to unlock and to the kind of grind towards in the multiplayer. It's, um, I feel like once you get the hang of it and you learn the maps a bit, um, you really start to really get a feel for the game. Um, and, and the progression is very rewarding. Uh, the the, the pop-ups and the sounds are very satisfying. And just the movement, the gun, the gameplay, gunplay. Um, I mean, I, I would argue that this game is the best feeling shooter I've ever played. Um, I know everyone louds Destiny 2 and Doom and... Um, this is this is in the argument i would argue um halo is another one um i think this is right there with any of those and for me personally i would probably give the nod to call of duty uh, as for the cons uh the specs the spec op missions are let down at least right now um it's probably gonna be three more years until we see a sequel to this um, because of the way that they rotate studios uh, and the balance of pvp needs work uh, and just the pvp in general um, the Spec Ops missions, at least from what I've seen so far, are just wave-based things, which I thought was the whole hubbub about the survival mode being gone, uh, being PlayStation exclusive. I'm on Xbox. And the, the Spec Ops mission I tried to play was just a wave mode, um, which I thought, I don't know. It just, it, it was not. The, the, it specifically, the, the Spec Ops mode is supposed to be a continuation of the story. Um, and I don't know how. It was not fun, at least in my opinion. But yeah, um, my final thoughts on Call of Duty. Um, I've really enjoyed the new Call of Duty um, almost as much, if not more, than anything released since Call of Duty 4. Um, it isn't perfect, but the story is fun, if not a bit short. The multiplayer is fun. It has a ton of modes and cross-play. Um, and the grind for guns and talents feels really good. Um, if you haven't played Call of Duty in a while, I hadn't played since Black Ops 2. I do highly suggest giving this a shot. Uh, we've got two questions from listeners. If you want to ask a question, ask on Twitter, Discord, YouTube, Patreon, or anywhere else. Um, Joe Paladaro says, um, picture this, same exact game as Division 2, same gear systems, stats, talents, cover system, etc. But it's in a first-person perspective. Think that think it could work? Would it be enjoyable to you? Um, it'd be hard. The, the skill systems and stuff would be tough. Um, you would have to have kind of a, you'd have to have like a Battlefield 4 type of cover system. I guess basically I'm thinking of like Battlefield 4 with our skills. Um, I think you would need to do like a realistic um, time to kill as well. Like, like headshot. You, I think you'd have to make it like a more realistic game and less of an RPG. Um, 
could it work? Maybe it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see um, how they would implement the Isaac system um, in a first person game because it would have to show everything like on your HUD and through like um, augmented reality from your eyesight and not kind of what we see now. We see like the result of what Isaac does in the world. Um, if you if you don't know this and people don't maybe realize this, um, everything you see on the screen in Division Two, um, especially like enemies being marked and stuff like that, um, even I think even the damage numbers that's supposed to be an Isaac overlay that the person would really see if they had the Isaac system on. Um, so it could work, sure. Um, I would have to see what how it would play out for me to know if I'm interested in it or not. Um, but it, it would, I would be curious. Um, the type of game I actually think Division is perfect for is, um, I, I believe it's XCOM, where it's the turn-based, um, kind of cover-based uh, shooter strategy game. Um, I know that they're doing a mobile version for a bunch of Ubi, like where it's like an all-star Ubisoft cast. But I've, I've felt that the way that the Division works would actually be perfect for like a... Um, for like an XCOM spinoff or something. It, uh, you know, not that I'm really into those games, but I just feel like it would fit well. And thank you for the question, Joe. Uh, Short Sight asks, um, square pizza or round pizza? I would actually say rectangular pizza. Uh, we have Detroit style pizza, pizza where I live. There's a couple of joints, which is kind of, it's not deep dish the way Chicago style is. It's not like flat and round the way like New York style is. Um, this is very much, it's like a, it's like a thick rectangular pizza. That's just super duper good. It's kind of hard to describe. So there's my answer. <laughs> uh, Division three, thinking ahead, do you think LA, Dallas or Vegas would be make good areas or a naval town like Charleston? So what I would guess is that Division 3 would be made 100% for next-gen systems. Um, I think the big advantages that we're seeing with next-gen systems are significantly more powerful machines. Um, I think the PS5 and new Xbox are going to be the closest to like medium to high-end gaming PCs on their release than any gaming system ever has been. Um, even the PS4 and the Xbox One were pretty far behind when they came out. Um, but the fact that the new gen systems are going to have um, like Ryzen 3 and stuff like that, I really think is going to make a big difference. And so what I'm thinking is it will probably be multi-city if they're going to do it. Um, we do know that with Division 2, they actually considered, I believe, Seattle and New Orleans on top of what we ended up getting. And um, I think that would be, you know, either of those cities would be cool. Um, West Coast, like California, would be really interesting to see how things played out so differently there um, with the comic, the novel, the game. We kind of know a lot about what's happened from like the Mississippi River East, but we literally don't know anything about what happened like on the other side of the Rockies or in the Midwest, really, and stuff like that. Um, one of those cities that you threw out there, um, Vegas would actually probably be terrible. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that Vegas is basically the strip and then just a bunch of houses. <laughs> um, Vegas is not a very big town. 
Um, a place like Dallas would be really interesting, though, um, because, you know, they could kind of the way like New York City or even D.C., the way D.C. has been reclaimed by the water, um, you know, Dallas or Houston, those type of cities um, would, would suffer a lot with no infrastructure working. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I think we'll see something much bigger than anything we've seen so far with a Division Three. Assuming a Division Three happens, um, I imagine if a Division Three is happening, um, that they would probably be discussing it, if not beginning work on it um, around now. Um, maybe be looking at, let's see, we had 2016 to 19 for Division One, Two. Um, I'd be surprised, maybe 22, maybe 23. Um, maybe they try to go a bit bigger if they do it. I don't know, but it's a good question. There's some good ideas. And um, while I think we should definitely try to focus on enjoying the game we currently have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for uh, speculating on Division Three. But let's not try to get too far into it. Uh, thanks for the questions again. If you want to ask uh, basically any of my social media, feel free to ask questions on there. I typically try to always post uh, something that allows people to get their thoughts out there. Uh, for content updates, um, I apologize for the lack of streams this week. And really just recently, um, we did have a loss in the family this week. Uh, so... That and Bay Diesel had an overnight trip with her students. Um, so I'm on super daddy duty. Um, and we're trying to plan stuff for uh, the, the family member who passed. And um, there's just a lot going on right now. So unfortunately, that means that there's not a lot of extra time to do other stuff. Um, if I have to be totally honest, I'm pretty super frustrated with not being able to keep any real uh, schedule with the streams um, and not making any videos. Um, but it's just not the cards right now um, i'm always going to put my family first and uh, this week took over in a very real way and just the last couple months have been a little crazy uh, i do want to thank everyone who's been patient and for anyone who hasn't been able to stick around um, i really hope i can earn them back uh, once things calm down a little bit last uh to wrap things up here if you want to support the podcast and my other content please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. If you're listening on iTunes or any other podcast uh, website that allows you to leave reviews, please, please do. I am bond diesel on Twitch where I try to stream a few times a week. I'm also bond diesel on Twitter where you can catch my thoughts, state of the game, live tweets and the occasional foot in my own mouth. That's all I have for this week. So until next time.